Listen up, assholes. This is Disarray by the band Asylum 8. They're a heavy metal band that you've probably never heard of, which is a very sad thing. I'm Hobbs Countess. Journey with me into the unknown. Every Wednesday, we will explore the underground on the H-Bombs Underground Bunker at bloodrockmedia.com. Hey guys, so a quick edit I'm going to throw in here right off of the top. This is only about a half episode. We were having all kinds of audio issues, as you will hear, throughout the span of this recording. I don't know if it was a bandwidth issue, if this was just a location issue, where Rick was recording from. His Wi-Fi was just god-awful, so we were having all kinds of audio issues. You're going to notice a lot of edits inside of this episode as we try to kind of piece things together from Skype video freezing and calls dropping off, so I'm going to do the best I can. Here's what's going to happen. You're going to get this half of the episode, and then later on this weekend, Rick and I are going to sit down, record a full episode, pump that out for you. We apologize profusely, but it is what it is. Sometimes we're at Technologies Beck and Call. So enjoy the episode. Friday, May 28th, 2018, and you are tuned into Season 2, Episode 21 of the Hitting the Marks Pro Wrestling Podcast, powered by TheGorillaPosition.com and presented by Hameen Media. Jam-packed show today, guys, but before we get into it, it's my obligation to remind you this is a podcast by the fans for the fans, bringing you all the news that is news from across the professional wrestling world. You can find the show on Twitter at HTMPWPod, on Facebook at Hitting the Marks, shoot us an email at HittingTheMarks at gmail.com. My name is Jargo. I will be your host for the day. I'm joined, as always, thankfully, alongside my tag team partner, the Free Bird, my favorite Huckleberry, Huckleberry number one, RBV. Rick, welcome back to your show after what feels like quite the extended absence. It's me, it's me, 
Thank God I'm free. RBV. Rick Vickery here. Now, you know, I usually throw this out so often, but it rings especially true on this day. I could not be happier than to be here on the Hitting Marks Pro Wrestling Podcast. Uh, Jarko has been a, a rough uh, couple of days here for me. I, I went a little M missing in action. MIA there. Uh, people were worried what was going on. Uh, I was I was safe and sound. Uh, it turned out that I, I had a, uh, a little private suite uh, in downtown Cincinnati with uh, a little view of a couple buildings. Uh, took in some nice gravel uh, roofs and barbed wire. Uh, but it's all taken care of, and now I am back here, ready to get down to it. I, I do have to apologize coming in here, man. Uh, I, I'm going to ask a little more questions. You know, I, I didn't really get to take in all the content like I usually do. So I might be a little short on news. You're going to have to help me out. Well, I, I, I luckily I, I knew that as I was uh, formatting this show. So this this week's show is going to be a little bit different. Um, we're actually going to do four segments today. Don't worry, there's not going to be a whole ton of musical breaks inside of the show. We're just going to break it up with bumpers. Uh, we actually have a, a, a one of my good friends runs his own show, the underground bunker with the H bomb. You're going to hear a plug for that show within this show. Of course, we've got our Stevie Richards fitness stuff. Uh, we're just going to kind of break up this show. We're going to talk some TV contracts. We're going to talk some new Japan ROH. Um, and then we're going to talk a little bit of WWE on the back end of the show. But this is this is basically the Vince Russo dream episode of Hitting the Marks Pro Wrestling Podcast because it is going to be a show about wrestling without talking a whole lot of wrestling. There we go, brother. You know, that's that's kind of what we do. Um, so so I don't know how much of this you actually want to get into. We're, we're sorry that we're uh, a day late. Um, Rick had a, a, a bit of an extended stay at his suite. Uh, so, so we, we've had to basically just adjust the show on the fly, but yeah, I, I think it'll still be all right. It'll still be all right. It, it, it won't be WWE quality. I mean, I don't think we're going to be able to sell this show for a billion fucking dollars, but you know, we'll be all right. Well, you know, uh, possibly just like SmackDown, you and I've been talking about shifting the show to Fridays. Uh, it works on your schedule. It kind of works out for both of us here. So, uh, in, in my terrible misfortune, we this might be like our that's like the worst transition ever. You know, you know, Fox. I mean, uh, we're out here, man. I'm pretty sure you could buy this show for a couple hundred bucks. You don't even have to drop a billion dollars. You could buy us for a couple hundred bucks. We'll what, give you two hours of content. What would you be okay with? Um, on the Fox Network, like four a.m. Four a.m. Um, yeah, yeah. As long as yeah, it would have to be four a.m. because we would have to have the four twenty minute. We would have to. So yes, 4 a.m. time slot. Go ahead and just slide us right in there. Nationally syndicated. You can get your Hitting the Marks Pro Wrestling podcast. God, that would be so freaking epic. Here I here I felt like big shit because I got business cards in the mail today. And now we're talking about selling the show. Yeah. I don't see, think, see how things take off. I don't think standards and practices would like me a whole lot. Uh, so let's let's go ahead and uh, let, let, let's talk a little bit of TV contracts. Rick, I, I, I did a little math while you were gone. This, this shit's ridiculous, man. The WWE, just off of their television product alone, this is before house shows, this is before attendance, before merch, before the $15 million a month that they're making off of the WWE network, WWE is going to be pulling in about $30 million a month. And this is just their their guarantee. This is guaranteed whether anybody watches the damn show or shows up to see it or not. Well, yeah, that's that's your guarantee there because then you could even even raise that a little more. If actually people are tuning in, you raise your your rating 
you can increase that with some advertising dollars there. This is just your bottom line. Just ridiculous numbers. Ridiculous numbers. Uh, so we now know Monday Night Raw is going to stay with NBC Universal. That um, they're going to keep Monday Night Raw on the USA Network for three hours. Uh, Rick, I did the math on this thing. That comes up to about two point nine five million dollars per episode of Monday Night Raw. Basically, three million dollars an episode. I think that what that really it should speak volumes to all these individuals. Oh, they need to go back to two hours. People don't really realize in the realm of it. If you're still pulling that in, they don't care what hour is terrible or you drop out. Nope. They don't That's, give you, a right. fuck. <laughs> Usually now you get like the true main event somewhere between, you know, 15 minutes to 15 minutes in, in that second hour transition. Yep. The third thing's a throwaway, but they're getting their advertising and it's producing this kind of revenue. Yep. They're not interested in going back to that two hour format. And then their two-hour format, of course, SmackDown, which we I don't know if we can say SmackDown Live or not at this point because we're not exactly sure what is going to happen if SmackDown will be live, I would assume, but they do have the potential that they could go back to a tape show. I think that would be incredibly foolish. Uh, but the, the Fox deal, a billion dollars over five years, um, and, and by you were saying the sounds of it Fridays, uh, do the math on that one. That comes up to $4 million an episode over the Fox network. $4 million freaking dollars an episode. Well, here's my question here. You know, that's what immediately, uh, no one had scratched this news on, on the jail cell wall when I was in there. So I was a little late to the dance. Like I knew that Barry was there. Uh, and there were some pictures of some hoes. Uh, there was something about a shanking, but there was nothing about this news. Of the Fox. Uh oh. Signing. So I was a little late to the party here. You know, going. I got right? you. I got you. Jargo? I got you back right. now. You, so I'm thinking, you, you know, going to Friday, you know, everyone's thinking live. But what what is the production cost? What is the difference? That's the whole reason. I, and I have some other questions in television for you. I know we're going to get to these other things, you know. Friday is a tough time. They already failed on Friday nights one time. They tried that run. Yeah. That's um, a question there. But but even the, like the value of doing something live on Friday opposed for their production teams, I, I, does it really work? When you're making a billion dollars, does it matter? I mean, they could buy a whole other goddamn production team at this point. I, th they have so much I, money at I, this point I, that they absolutely could completely buy an, a whole second production team. I, I understand this, you know, but maybe that was part of the deal. We're going to overpay you here, overcompensate to make, make sure you have your production on. Yeah, that very well could be, man. Um, because the way it sounds, they are actually going to be hyping SmackDown over the course of like the Thursday night NFL games. So, I mean, they, they are really going to be pushing this thing. I think you are going to see some drastic changes inside of SmackDown Live. I think you're going to see much more of a sports-like well, presentation know, inside of SmackDown Live now. Well, you know, another big question there is, like, as you brought up, what, sorry, so they're going to hype those on other programs. We're going to have, hey, you know, <laughs> excuse me, 
tune in Friday for SmackDown on like next Friday. You're gonna have Joe and WWE is a minority stock owner or just owner, not stock, just owner in XFL. Right. Yeah. And there, there has been speculation that the XFL is part of this deal. It's just not been released. Well, you know, going right back to the very beginning, you and I talked about this. Not many talked about this. If they could use the XFL as a transition for a lot of people to get back to the league or people that don't want to go to college, maybe this bridges that gap. I'm guessing, I'm guessing the XFL, I'm guessing the XFL goes to FS1 now. I mean, they have a ton of content that they're going to have to fill with the UFC moving to ESPN. What did we figure up that one time? 15 hours? Uh, no, actually, between all the networks, I believe it was at like 37 hours hmm. per week. For you the UFC? Fill that. It, it, yes. I mean, a lot of that's not original. It's reruns for like their hype shows, things like that. But that's a lot of content that you're just producing and running through. So I mean, you could do highlight packages, things like that. You could, there's so many avenues they could go with, but could this like even open a door for like a Bellator to step up? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I'm not sure when Bellator's deal with uh, the Paramount Network is up. I'm not really sure on that one. I'll have to look into that, see if I can uh, dig that information well, up for you. I was going to say, I also not scratched on the wall was the, uh, the Bellator deal with Paramount. Uh, also, I looked around the whole thing, and I, I looked everywhere, pacing for 30 hours. Uh, I also couldn't find how this affects, you know, uh, uh, up in, that is a revigorated company that is hot, that has some of the best programs, like Impact Wrestling. Yeah, uh, that that's something that I absolutely want to talk about at, at some point here, because at this point, I, we have so much on the show, I don't want to get too far into it today. Um, right. But at some point, I mean, WWE now has fuck you money. You know, they, they, they can run their show. And if you have anybody who is even sniffing the possibility of getting over, WWE can throw a million dollars in front of their in front of their face like they, they have sincere fuck you money now. I'm not even worried about the talent and the product itself. You know, you and I, we're, we're TV, we're marketing guys. You know, how much now you got this huge deal? Do you really pull back from like your social media? You don't need to tease it that much. Maybe those networks don't want you to do that. The one you know, that, do you pull off other avenues? What does this do to the network? Yeah, the the, the network possibilities absolutely are are going to change. That is that is for sure. Um, the other thing that is possible here is is the death of the brand split upon us. I mean, you know, if I'm Fox or if I'm USA, I want AJ Styles on my show. Well, I want Roman Reigns on my show. Well, I, I would love to see the differences there because, you know, usually, unless it's like a local game, in a certain contract cycle, like Fox has NFC games, NBC has AFC games. Maybe that's, maybe they actually, this brand split just wasn't because they thought they had so much talent. It was just to divide the visions. That very well could be. Uh, suddenly, you know, there there is a, a legit rivalry and I'm not talking about SmackDown and Raw. Rick, the Friday night war, the Friday night wars are upon us. It happens in a in a boardroom that no one really understands right now. The Friday night wars are upon us. Let us not forget New Japan Pro Wrestling airs on Access TV 
Friday nights. Access TV, Mark Cuban, there's a new president of New Japan Pro Wrestling who is looking very highly at expanding into this market. You very easily could have the beginning of the Friday Night Wars here. So are you are you thinking maybe there's a shark tank where the new president of New Japan comes out and pitches this thing? I got this plan. That, that's I, I, Big Ray does the impersonation. So I, this is my Japanese voice. I got this plan. Let's take that WWE. Who's in? Mark, you in. Lady, you in. Other white guy, black guy, you in. I mean, how <laughs> it's possible, man. Uh, the biggest thing is, of course, Access TV doesn't have anywhere remotely close to the range that WWE does. But if people yeah, but, are sitting but, at home watching wrestling and they're unhappy with the WWE product, don't be surprised if people start tuning in to Access TV to watch some New Japan. If you're already attracting that audience to Friday nights. Well, don't be surprised. You know, Cuban just goes out and acquires another satellite station. Yep, because he's got fuck you money too. What if yeah. what if Mark Cuban becomes the new billionaire Ted? There's there's a lot of very interesting possibilities here, but the Friday night wars could be upon us. Then we also have a UFC. UFC has their new deal. UFC going now fully to ESPN, both digital and their uh, broadcast deal. Uh, the entire rights package is going to be one and a half billion dollars over five years. This money is just ridiculous. Uh, this coming to uh, out from uh, ESPN and via multiple reports. Variety uh, first reported on the agreement Wednesday morning. The deal consists of 30 UFC fight nights per year, including 10 main cards on ESPN television network. The other 20 will stream on ESPN Plus, uh, the new launching service that we talked about a couple of weeks ago. UFC fight night is going to consist of 12 different bouts, and additionally, ESPN networks will air preliminary bouts tr prior to 12 pay-per-view events in 2019. So, of course, now UFC going to ESPN. But the biggest question there was, what's next for FS1? Um, I think between WWE content and XFL content, it, it's basically going to be more like WWE Network 2. Well, yeah, Mike, that's why I brought up earlier to the Bellatar, because you, you still want to feed that audience. And there is a huge gap between your, still, your pro wrestling fans and your MMA fans. Yeah, They're going to need that's a good something next. That would be a good even right up. now. If I'm Bell, if I'm Bellator, and I don't know the current status of their contract right now. I believe they're on what do we have? Paramount and no, no oh, they're on, I know they're on the NBC Sports Network. They might be locked into that thing right now. If they can get the hell out of there, try to get picked up there just to get people that are flipping through your sports channels. Yes, I think the real game changer. WWE's numbers sound great. The game changer was what UFC just did. Yeah, absolutely. Completely agreed. And I wonder how much, you know, this comes on the backside. Now that ESPN's got UFC, we've already seen declining attendance and, and viewership all around the board for sports like football and baseball. They can drive down those prices on those, on those sports. So we don't need you now. We've got this thing that people are tuning into that's hot. That's that's an interesting possibility. I hadn't even considered that. Hadn't even considered that. Um, of course, you're going to see a lot more UFC talk on ESPN um, and a lot less WWE talk via ESPN, I assume, going forward. Well, well one, 
one thing that I've always found interesting, uh, when I started out in this marketing game, one of my first clients, they used to run these huge because there's usually a race every Saturday, Sunday during the season. The season runs like eight months out of the year. It's an incredible promotion. Every time there's a caution, they run dollar beers. And they made a big production out of it. They had a special flag. They rang a bell. So I would always go. I, I'm not a huge race fan, but I always had to go check when a race was in the standings or anything. It's just news on it to just inform the people. ESPN kind of ranks their sports by popularity and clicks. Like NASCAR is like five below WWE. It's moving up their list. No matter what time of the year you click on that, they, their algorithm tells you it's by popularity. NFL is always up there, number one. Of course. MLB, NBA go by the season. Other sports just drop and change out, but NASCAR is way down there. Hockey's down there. So when you have those things, when your popularity is down, they can drive down any cost for marketing or production or, or exposure you're going to get there. The other thing that I find intriguing with all this money talk floating around, um, there has also been talk of potential unionization amongst professional wrestlers. Um, I understand where they're coming from. Obviously, uh, this has been tried before going back. I think the first time I remember hearing about this was Sergeant Slaughter back in like the mid 80s that he wanted to unionize. Of course, back then it was real easy. Vince just snuffed him out. Um, well, I, I, the biggest name to me was always uh, the body. Jesse yeah. Ventura was a big fan of that. That's the reason he disappeared real, real quick. Yep. Basically, I, I, in this day from and age, history. in this day and age, I really don't see the. There, there is no effectiveness of, of unions. We we have at will employers. There, there are so many laws put in place to protect your rights during any under any contract. People really, everyone just thinks the unions are there. And great sports leagues have incredible unions. I mean, the, the strongest unions we know are football, baseball, basketball. Yep, you're seeing Get part of that with layout anything. now with the uh, NFL kneeling bullshit. We'll, we'll talk about that in a transition real quick. I do have a thought on that. But I'm not a union guy in any way. I don't think it's going to solve anything. You know, you go into that job and know what you are. Here's, here is my issue, though. And we talk about this all the time, man. I think WWE's knownness. It, Vince is a mastermind. He sees things like ten years in advance. He, that's the reason we don't have any true superstars. Everyone's a cookie cutter product. It's the brand over anyone. You want to unionize? Great. I'll fucking replace you tomorrow, dude. Yeah, that, it would. It would take the entire roster. It would take the entire roster to band together in order to pull this thing off, and it would have to be led by guys like Daniel Bryan, Samoa Joe, AJ Styles, Roman Reigns, the biggest names inside Great. of the company. Uh, the the thing is, Great. and you know what you you say you, you say you say fuck you, and you just go hire everyone from. And you're completely froze. I got you on TV next week, and I'll demolish all those images. Are you back? Yep, you're back. Yeah, I can hear you. I, all right, just just my point. There. <laughs> Every time you go to make your point, you freeze. Hey, this is Stevie Richards. I'm here to tell you, you don't necessarily need all this equipment to get in the best shape of your life. All you need is this a resistance band. 
I'm so excited to offer the 12-week resistance band training program to you, which features an interactive PDF with full overview videos, modifications, descriptions of all the exercises, scalability, no matter what fitness level or what age you are, the PDF scales the workout to you. Also, after your instant download of the PDF, you get full direct email support right from me, as well as access to a Facebook group with an awesome interactive community. I can't wait to help you take control of your fitness journey. So just put in stevierichardsfitness.com, go to the store, and download the 12-week resistance band training program. And you're back. <clears throat> yeah, sorry, man. I, I don't know what happened there. You know, just you know, just like Hulk Hogan was cut out, I was cut out. They can do it easily. <laughs> Yeah, every time you were going to make your point, you would freeze. It was probably a point no one wanted to hear then. <laughs> tremendous, tremendous. Let's uh, let's this, let's. this week is this week is just fucking terrible, man. It's just been one of those days. One of those days. Uh, let, 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 let's. Did I was actually? I, I will be honest. I was sweating there more because this is more important to me than anything in the world. You know, being here on the Hitting Rest Pro Wrestling Podcast, uh, being a part of Gorilla Edition, but being over at Hami Media. I was sweating there more that my computer was freaking out than I was when I was locked up in a fucking rat hole. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you also had the battle with Windows on uh, Sunday and Monday. You, you're just not having a good week, man. Not having a good week. Uh, let, let's talk about you know what, somebody- This is one of those times you just head over to Facebook and you just join the hot media discussion group uh, that just, just, it just brings karma or Senator your cheer, whatever the hell Will puts out there, man. It, it's, it's humbling when the rest of life sucks. Indeed. Indeed. Let's talk about somebody who's having a, a pretty good week. And that would be uh, Harold. And I'm guessing the last name is Mij. Um, M-E-I-J. This is the new uh, president of New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, he's actually Dutch, uh, but fluent in both English and Japanese. Uh, I thought this was interesting as it plays into the WWE TV deal. He says, long term, I want us to trouble WWE. If you look at our product, you'll see that that's not out of the question. Well, no, your in-ring product isn't what's out of the question. Your distribution and your presentation is what is not even remotely freaking close at this point. Um, What do you think here? Is there a possibility that New Japan is really going to make a a true push towards Western expansion here under this new president? Or is now not even remotely close to the time to be trying to push into a new market? Well, what do you think? Instead of going completely to America right now, wouldn't you try to seriously cut off WWE, like like the Western front? You just don't overtake the, the whole country. You set a borderline. Try to move in that UK market strong. Yeah, yeah. I, I think expansion into the UK at this point is even rough with uh, everything that Progress is doing, with everything ICW is doing. Um, I, but, but when you think about it on a grand scale, you know, people. A lot of people are thinking that the next uh, global war in wrestling is New Japan and WWE, and New and WWE keeps kind of faltering and holding back on their UK stuff. If you're New Japan, you make a hard push and establish yourself there. And we keep hearing all these false reports. You know, our good friend, Money MacGyver, he's always talking about the world sports relaunch and that thing. And that seems to fall through every time. It seems like they're not getting like, – it's always that um, that fluffer. They're tickling their balls. You're not really giving them a product. Why wouldn't you just jump into that 
and then try to move it. We're already seeing them kind of fail. That they do, they're stuck at forty five hundred, and then Bullet Club goes and sends, sells ten thousand in thirty minutes. You know, it's crazy to think. <clears throat> a couple of weeks ago, when All In sold out in like twenty nine minutes and thirty two seconds, I never would have thought that there would be a bigger wrestling story break than that. And then this ridiculous SmackDown TV deal came out. Well, I wonder. I wonder if they even brought that to the table last minute. Look what these nobodies just did. Wrestling's hotter than ever. And we're the biggest in the world, dude. Oh, man. I could see Vince totally playing that card, too. Twist it that way, right? Look what these nobodies, these guys I won't even hire that I've rejected. I'm the biggest in the world, dude. Wrestling's hot right now. But, you know, that that plays into the the deal, too, is guys like Kenny Omega, whose contract is up in uh, January, Vince has fuck you money now. He can, he can pay Kenny Omega to go sit home in Canada and not even have to worry about New Japan Pro Wrestling. Well, well, here's here's another thing, though. You do have that fuck you money. But let's all remember that eventually came back and bit WCW in the ass. Yep. You know, they, they paid they paid Macho, they paid Macho Man's brother for years. And the only reason they did that is so that WWE wouldn't put him on television and start bad-mounting Randy or do something against that. He said, there was, uh, I, they, they hired uh, the Iron Sheik. He was on their payroll for two years. And there's that running rumor out there that's a big joke. Like, they forgot they even had him. He was just collecting the check cash and no one, no one worried about it. Yep. And, and they were you just have buying the- up to ruin other people, and it came back and bit them in the ass eventually. Well, and as they were talking about on the Wednesday locker room, there's also the aspect of... Who's to say Vince McMahon doesn't just buy Ring of Honor at this point? I mean, Vince McMahon could put in a call to Sinclair Broadcasting and make them an offer that they have to listen to and just buy ROH. Well, at this point, with WWE, it's been so long since we've seen them on multiple networks. Maybe this opens a door for wheeling and dealing for everybody. Yeah, that's possible, too. I th- I, the biggest I mean, one is work- Mark Cuban, man. Mark Cuban, if, if you're out there and you happen to hear this, it's time to step up your game. Because if you're going to do it, you better do it fast. Luckily, you already own your own network. Well, you're, if you're talking about a, a Ted Turner, Cuban's got to go crazy like that. Yep. Yeah, and Cuban is crazy like that. He is crazy like that. That that is a possibility. Uh, I I wanted to get in just a little bit to the best of super juniors, get a little bit of an update here. Uh, Rick, number one, the damn presentation of this freaking show. All right. So night one and night two, we get the big, you know, presentation. It looks like a new Japan show. Night three and night four, single hard cam in a gymnasium. Like, they got to they got to step this thing up. If if you want to be taken seriously to even begin to compete with WWE, I need to see every show live, not all this video on demand shit. I need real presentation. I need Japanese commentary. I need English commentary. Like to come out in one breath and say it's we're gonna step up our game. It's time to compete with WWE, and then your second biggest tournament of the year. You come out and you're shooting in a high school gymnasium with nothing but a hard cam and no commentary. I, I wonder how true they are. To, you're the one that kind of brought that up. Everyone's like, oh, New, New Japan has to come west. They're the ones that could do it. And you always said, do they really care to? I mean, why aren't we seeing the Jericho matches over here? Maybe they really don't care. Maybe they just know they got people hooked on it right now that they could present that kind of product. 
Well, if I'm them, if I'm New, if I'm New Japan World, I think eventually, if you even, if your goal is to really compete and be a factor in there, I think there's got to be some kind of partnership with Honor Club. Oh. Yeah, could be Honor Club. That that very well could be it. I mean, here here's the thing about this new Japanese president. He says, um, I want to get to 10 billion yen in sales within three years at least. The Sumo Association pulls 12 billion in revenue, and that's just domestic, so it'd be a failure if we're not on that level. Long term, I want us to trouble WWE. If you look at our product, you'll see that that's not out of the question. Japan represents 10% of the global economy. Language, culture, business style are all the big hurdles to growing that. The Japanese sense of duty doesn't translate to a foreign contact-driven culture. It hurts Japanese companies in acquisitions and negotiations. For me, I don't have problems with culture or language. I can do business anywhere, and I I can become the model of marketing sports content worldwide. Like this dude sounds like he is fired up. He is ready to go. He knows how to market to all these different markets. Um, as I said earlier, he is Dutch. So yeah, I absolutely could see where you're going to see new Japan, especially expand into that UK market. But I think he sounds like he is absolutely hell bent on competing with WWE. And to do that, you're going to need somebody like a Mark Cuban in bed with you, which they already are with the access TV partnership. But I could absolutely see that grow if they want to try to make a dent in this thing. Well, you know, I'm sitting here. Maybe, you know, maybe, maybe he's saying this because he knows something. We put small business. You want a gun, big boy. I totally didn't get anything you just said. It's a tricky situation there, man. It, it, this could be just talk out one side of the mouth where you really don't trust what's going on there. Maybe he knows something we don't. I mean, how many times do we hear Paul Heyman say, we're better than the big boys. We, we want to be there. It gets the people that are supporting you fired up. Yeah. It's them behind you. You know, I'm sitting here at a Chandler's Burger Bistro, west side of Cincinnati. His goal in life, Gary's a, Gary Brock owns this place. He wants to take down the big boys. You know, he, he's, a, he's trying to chase the, the Applebee's and the McDonald's and everything. But sometimes when you pull it back into yourself, you say that because you have to promote yourself. Well, I, I'm, I'm going to give your uh, business owner friend a little piece of suggestion. He needs to increase his uh, internet bandwidth. That is for sure. Uh, let, let, let's talk a little bit about the uh, best of super juniors, uh, current standings. Yeah. yeah, I'm here. I didn't realize that you froze. Jargo. Yeah, I'm here. Jargo. Yeah, still here. Are you there? Are you there? Hello. I, I got you. Oh, you got, I got me. I, I have you, man. Just it's just like real breaky up. It's because your internet sucks there. Video sucks. <laughs> you, know what's, you know what's been really weird today? Your video's not in color. You're in black and white. Yeah, I know. That's actually a filter. That's that's actually intentional. I'm also at a point I just want to throw this computer into a fucking wall. <laughs> uh, so your current standings for your best of the super juniors, uh, Rick, there's, there's absolutely a surprise sitting atop of the a block at this point, tiger mask Four leading the pack, leading all competitors currently. With I was going to say six points. I, I, 
I had some questions for you on this because you're saying surprises at the top. I'm surprised some people that are at the bottom. Yeah. Yeah, that's a surprise, too. That's a surprise, too. Uh, so Tiger Mask, four, leading the pack. Then you have uh, Flip, Ishimori, and Osprey at four points. ACH and Yo at two points. Bushi with zero points. Of course, I think that the, the hugest surprise here has to be Tiger Mask, four, with six points. I, I'm with you there, man. That was a shocker. Uh, Flip had me surprised at four. I'm surprised Flip even got one win, let alone two. That's all I've seen. The first time out here, this is like one of those, like we've seen with, uh, was it Juice? Yep. Yep. Previously. See, you, you're wearing off. I remember where people out here over on the other side of the world here. You're wearing off on me. I wouldn't have known this a year ago. But, you know, Juice made his statement. He only needed like one big win, and we start falling in love with him. He was earning the respect over there. I'm completely blown away that Flip is sitting there. You know, he's staring at the top right there. Yeah, a- absolutely. He's, he's insane. in grabbing. Dick. Absolutely insane. Um, of course, uh, Ishimori with four points, Osprey with four points. They faced off night one. Um, Ishimori getting the win. We kind of called that one. So now Ishimori will be guaranteed a IWGP junior heavyweight title shot. Very much looking forward to that match because I was actually a little disappointed in the match between Ishimori and Osprey. Not that I was surprised that Ishimori got the win. It just seems like they were saving an awful lot for their next encounter. I, I, I expected a better match out of those two. Well, there's two things that really, surprised me on that level of standing so you know i thought maybe flip would be down there with like only one win out of this thing and it would be over the champ oh I, I, you know for the first time out that's where i kind of thought that would be from yeah and then to see him take that and to see the champ take that loss there that to that in who got in there uh ishimori okay uh, as everyone knows here in our segments i do not try to pronounce anything there uh so ishimori ishimori yeah, I figure you'd know that Pop one that from jargon. his. I, I, I figure you'd know uh, that one thanks to his impact days. I know, I know, I know who they are. He's a <laughs> jerk when I use my freaking Southern Ohio accent to do this damn thing. Kind of so, that one shocked me. <laughs> Dude, number eight on the menu. <laughs> I, I actually thought Flip would be in that position to get that big win over the champ and not really do anything else in the tournament. Well, of course, uh, Ishimori jumped Osprey his first night back in New Japan. Um, and then when they were scheduled for night one, the main event of night one, I kind of thought that they were going to put Ishimori over Osprey just to set up a future title match between the two. Um, that, that was kind of the direction that I thought they were going to go. Very much oh, seems see? like that's the re- direction that they're going. Um, my- well, you, know what this, you know what? This is why you're the New Japan guy. And I heard uh, that you're going forward with a big position with New Japan coverage. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm kind of I'm kind of the Hameen Media guru of New Japan. So, which well, I, I, I also think heard another. Right. I heard another platform. I heard another platform you're going to be doing it with. Oh, did you? Because may, maybe you know something that I don't know. I know that I'm going to be covering NXT for OneWrestling.com, uh, but I did not know well, about I, New Japan. I, I I was stooged off that you will be the NXT and the New Japan for uh, Mister After Sight. Oh. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, that is the legendary Mr. Bill After over at OneWrestling.com. Uh, if, if anyone's not really hip to this situation right now, we'll stooge it off. Uh, we are officially, Michael Jargo and myself, Rick Vick, we are a part of the One Wrestling family. We're going to bring you different content, and Mr. Jargo is now the head of the NXT and the New Japan content. I didn't know about the New Japan. I mean, I'll take it because God knows I love me some New Japan Pro Wrestling. Um 
thank God, thank God I've had New Japan to cleanse my palate after that terrible raw. Well, I'm, <clears throat> I'm glad. I'm glad they gave you New Japan because you'll have the best New Japan show, but you'll still have the second best NXT show. Oh. Right behind Next Level with Andrew Bello over on the High Me Media Group and whatever other platform he's on. I can't remember the name of it. <laughs> I, uh, I I heard Bellow's going to be at all in, so 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 maybe me and Bellow will have to have a fight to the death. You know what would be fun over there? We're, we're going to play in that little, little part. Let's rock them side with all the great members here on the Hitting Marks Pro Wrestling Podcast, the Hobby Media Group, one wrestling position oh. When we all meet up before the show, we'll do a rock them sock em tournament. I love that idea. I love that idea. My money's on Carly. Uh, let's talk about the B block. Uh, Dragon Lee and El Desperado leading the way with four points. Uh, Show Chris Sabin, Hiromu uh, Kushida with two points. Marty Skrull and Taguchi bringing up the rear, no pun intended when it comes to Taguchi, with zero points. Of course, uh, B Block will probably be uh, wrestling their third series of matches by the time that you listen to this show. Uh, so these. Totals always being updated. Y'all good? Can you hear me? Because it's really fucking loud where you are. Yeah, I'm here, man. I was just trying to take that in. Just taking in all the excitement. I actually didn't hear anything. I broke up. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. Holy shit, it's loud in there. I, I know, dude. Let's, let's just throw this fucking computer against a fucking wall. I'm about ready to throw all those other people in that freaking room with you against the fucking wall. Um, There's like three people here. It seems so fucking loud in my headphones. It's ridiculous. Uh, let me. I'll try to walk out on a patio. Oh, now it's not cool so bad. I didn't move. Dude, no, it's so weird. It's like no, when it's you so talk, weird. it's like, it's like, a, it's like a, um, you get a, uh, it, like, uh, almost like a noise filter. Like almost like a noise filter. And now I'm hearing myself. And now I'm hearing myself. You were hearing the sound because I instantly unplugged my fucking headset. Oh, gotcha. I was taking my plug out and going to sit on the patio. I just grabbed the plug, wrong plug. <laughs> That's what she said. Hey, what's up, you Melvins? It's your boy TKO Ryan, one third of the best six man tag team on the planet, The Kingdom. And you were listening to The Locker Room with RBV and Jargo. Uh, hey, we report on a scumbag business, so sometimes we are scumbags. True story. True story. Uh, let's jump Sound into the B block. That, one. <laughs> that might be one of our new openings in our locker room. <laughs> <laughs> let's jump into the B block. You're going to notice a little bit of an edit there. Rick had a phone call, so you know what? Deal with it. It's a free show. Uh, let's talk. Let's talk about. Well, we're jump. Hey, no. Oddly enough, we're jumping into B block. I just got out of the B block. Oh. Cell 17. 
Shout out to Cell Seventeen. Thanks for bringing that up, Dick. <laughs> Shout out to Cell Seventeen. Let's uh let B it block. Was just me. It was just me. B block. There's uh only been two matches thus far. By the time you listen to this, the third matches will probably be ongoing as we speak. Uh, Dragon Lee and El Desperado leading the way at four points. Show Chris Sabin, Hiromu, and Kushida at two points. Marty Skrull and Taguchi not bringing up the rear. That's not necessarily a pun on Taguchi, but hey, you know if the shoe fits. You know, go with it. Um, I think the biggest surprise here is Marty with zero points, of course. That was the shocker, my friend. You know, as, as I was sitting there looking at the standings, I think looking at the top, congratulations, Dragon Lee. You and I have been high on him for how many months? For, for uh, maybe quite since a while. we even started our show. Quite a while. We've been right there. Incredible talent. He's someone, he doesn't speak the language, though, here in the States, right? No. So he needs somebody like that, but he. I think his actions could translate and move, but eventually he would need someone to really get over. Great to see that for him. But like you said, Marty at the bottom, and especially out of the press conference where Marty kind of confirmed he was going to win this thing. This was his coming out. Like he's already had a tremendous year. We just had a poll over in, uh, on Facebook and the me discussion group, who had a better year, Adam Cole or Marty. And it, Marty won, but, this is kind of he's taking a step back here, right? Well, not not necessarily. Um, I'm I'm pulling it up right now, actually, as we speak, because I want the match times here. Um, 2017, 2018. So Marty Skrull thus far has lost to Hiromu Takahashi and Kushida. Those were his first two matches. The Hiromu match went 20 minutes and 47 seconds. The Kushida match went 19 minutes and 22 seconds. Now, when I look at the rest of uh, what Marty's got left, he's got Show, that's going to be a win. Taguchi, that's going to be a win. Um, El Desperado could kind of go either way. Dragon Lee could kind of go either way. Uh, Chris Saban has kind of been, to me anyway, one of the big surprises inside of this tournament. I think Marty's going to be fine come the back end I, of I this tournament. Saban was a huge surprise to me. They see him still kind of in the competition, sitting in the middle. When we kind of previewed this thing, we kind of wrote him off. And we thought that was just a name for the Western fans to get related with. And we saw, you know, fans kind of like, oh, Saban's in this. We realized, so now we'll pay attention to this thing. He's So with Marty, though, you think he just makes this huge comeback? I think so. And I, and I think Marty will beat Dragon Lee as well in this okay. tournament. So how does he do it? Does he do it in a villainous way? I mean, how do we still build to the other – does he keep stealing wins? Now he realizes he's got to be a little villainous to get back up there. Or? Well, I mean, at this point, yes. I mean, how, would you, how would you handle this? At this point, Marty is 0-2. But the thing is, he's lost to Hiromu and Kishida in, in probably the two best matches of the tournament thus far. Um, really, my only other match that I would put up there personally would be... Um, oh, now I'm, now I'm drawing a blank. Uh, Chris Saban... And uh, Kushida from night one. That match was freaking incredible. Absolutely, completely took me off guard because I was not expecting that match to be nearly as good as it was. Um, but I, I, I think Marty just keeps doing what he's doing. He's just going to finally get some wins as uh, the competition levels out here a little bit. Uh, talking about Dragon Lee. Well, well on, a, on a twist real quick with Marty, though. What if he gets blanked in this thing and they really use it as fuel where Cody starts like, Dude, you couldn't even win everything. You are my little guy. Ooh. I mean, what if they use this as fuel for a bigger story? Uh, it, it, it's possible, but I just don't think and it's then he, likely. Then you start having, 
then you start having Hangman pick on him. And you really start to sync with Ring of Honor with Marty just building up his steam. Like, I'm tired of these guys picking. I, I'm just, there could be potential for a bigger storyline. Yeah, there's absolutely potential there. I just don't necessarily expect it. Um, although, when you have Hiromu and Kushida and Dragon Lee, and El Desperado's kind of come out of nowhere inside of this tournament, too. I've never been big on El Desperado, but he's looked really good in the tournament. Um, Dragon Lee, however, uh, while we're both really big on him, at this point, Dragon Lee has taken an ass whooping, and it looks like there is definitely something going on with Dragon Lee's knee. So I'm guessing he is going to start off really hot, and then throughout the rest of this tournament, you're going to see Dragon Lee slow down and potentially tap out to Marty Skrull. Ooh, I like a slow cooldown. They got a good story going on the backside. Yep. Where where last year we saw it with uh, Juice Robinson and Michael Elgin, where inside of the G1 they kind of flipped roles. I think you're going to see that with Marty and Dragon Lee inside of this tournament. Um, another big development coming out of this tournament, Tiger Mask 4 and Jushin Liger declaring that they are coming for the junior tag titles. Uh, we were talking a little bit about Tiger Mask at the beginning here. Angry Tiger Mask is fun. I like Angry Tiger Mask. You know, this was kind of a surprise. You know, these guys, like, you've been saying for how many weeks? They need something to rejuvenate this freaking junior tag division. That'll do it. Isn't this uh, putting the jumper cables right on the battery? Hell I mean, yes. This is your Kickstarter, right? Hell yes. I mean, I, you, were, you were looking for uh, Rapungi, something along those lines. We didn't know what because, you know, the Bucks are still in that gray area. They go down and wrestle with some of them, but they're supposed to be heavyweights now. We've been waiting for this boost. I think this puts a new focus back on that division. Well, and I'm wondering, since we've had Angry Tiger Mask, are we going to get Angry Jushin Liger? What about that dynamic where he's trying to get him there? He doesn't want to, you know, because he's like the old vet legend. But maybe, maybe like almost in a sense of a Jericho where he reinvents himself now. Yeah, that's kind of what's going on with Tiger Mask right now. He's kind of got that Jericho thing going where he's like, I'm sick of all you young lions coming to take my spot. I'm going to kick the shit out of every one of you. He's beating up young lions. Like, I'm, right now, there's a race going on for who's beat up more young lions this year Tiger Mask 4 or Minoru Suzuki? If you're in that position, though, who do you recruit? Who's better to recruit? to be your, your sidekick than the greatest of all time. He's been doing it since the 80s. And I've been noticing a lot. There's a, a lot of the juniors are talking shit to Liger, who is on commentary. And so I wonder you know, if you're going to get angry Liger. Oh, hold on. Hold on. Let's tie everything together here. Here's what I want. I want a six man. Oh, no. I want Bully Ray. Bully Ray with Tiger and Liger. <laughs> Oh, tremendous. Freaking tremendous. I can't wait to hear Don Callis call Angry Tiger Mask and Angry Tushin Liger matches. Oh, fantastic. Uh, so so here are my highlights of the tournament through How night nuts four. would that be? Oh, that would be and you know what, just freaking fun, great. Put them in a match somehow with Cheeseburger and the Briscoes. <laughs> fantastic. Fantastic. So here, here are my highlights of nights one through four, the matches to absolutely seek out. Night one, Will Ospreay versus Ishimori. Night two is definitely the show to watch. Dragon Lee versus Show was awesome. Chris Sabin versus Kushida, awesome. Hiromu Takahashi versus Marty Skrull, awesome. 
That show was lit. Night three, Will Ospreay versus ACH. Night four, Kushida versus Skrull and El Desperado versus Hiromu. Those are, those are the matches to absolutely seek out thus far through four nights of the tournament. Uh, of course, there's one other huge development coming out of this. And Rick, I don't know how much of this you have gotten the opportunity to see as of yet. We got the reappearance of Chris Jericho on the video screen, cutting a scathing promo against Tetsuya Naito. Have you gotten a chance to see this promo as of yet? I, I have to be honest with you, I haven't seen it yet. I, I saw some write-ups on it. I heard it's like chilling. Yeah, I heard it's if there's anything to get you excited about a match or a program, this is it. Yeah, uh, Jericho basically declaring that he is a nine-time Intercontinental Champion. He is coming for that title. And NATO responds by laying down in the middle of the ring and taking a nap while Jericho is on the video screen. Because, fuck you, he's Tetsuya Naito. You know what really triggers me here? We were talking earlier. Now, now we got multiple companies. Could there be some kind of crossover where the companies demand it, just not the promotions? Could you imagine a cross-promotion on Fox at Friday night? The Miz is a WWE Intercontinental Champion versus Chris Jericho is the freaking IGWP fucking Intercontinental Champion. Oh, man. You want to talk about Friday ratings? Yeah, no shit. No shit. Yeah, I would I, I would pay to see that. Uh, I, I'm very much looking forward to the Miz and Jericho feud over who is the greatest Intercontinental Champion of all time because that absolutely has to happen. Well, if you want to set it off, if you're Fox and you're paying whatever, which, what was the number? $4 million. One bill or whatever. Four. Right. You're paying all that. Set it up. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you still have over a year to set it up. Right. It'll be fast. You're telling, you're telling me we would all be more excited. You know, all the people that we work on our platforms, Stevie Richard, Strangler, Steve, Ben Hamid, uh, Big Ray, Andrew Bell. Billy Ray Valentine, you and me, we would all be sitting there like marks to see a live show on Fox like that. You run Ronda out there as your champ versus Shar uh, Shar, and you headline that with Miz versus Jericho. Dude, it would be one of their highest rated shows of all time. Good shit. We, we are strong in our geek masses. So let's, uh, let's jump over to uh, Honor United. Um, I wanted to run down a, a quick preview. Um, ROH was nice enough to tell us what they consider to be the top five matches on the tour. So rather than running down all four of these shows, I'm just going to give you the top five matches on the tour. Rick, I think there's some really good stuff, really good stuff here. Um, let's start with... Well, I'm going to say, spoiler alert, there's some awesome matches on this thing. Uh, I, I just wish it was all on one show instead of being spread out over the course of four shows. You know what I mean? Well, you know, money likes to go over and spend his money at different arenas. So he's got to go visit different places. They just can't give him his one place. There is that. There is that. Uh, so, so the first big match, Jay Lethal versus Matt Taven. That one's going down May 27th in Doncaster. Um, of course, Matt Taven is now in the world title picture. He is one of the rightful number one contenders, as far as I'm concerned, to Dalton Castle's championship and Jay Lethal trying to work his way back up into the championship picture. Who you like in this match, Rick? Well, we got to go with our boy, right? 
we got we're, we're kingdom guys, right? Oh, I'm I'm absolutely a kingdom guy. I want to see Matt Taven get the win here, but I feel like they're trying to elevate Jay Lethal back into the title picture. So I'm a little concerned. Of course, there's always the option that maybe we don't actually get a finish to this match. I can see that. Other things, you know what? No, Jay's been putting people over in great matches, and then somehow coming out strong after work. I can see that. Uh, of course, uh, another match. This one's on the 26th in London. Uh, this is our boy Scorpio Sky and SoCal Uncensored taking on Bullet Club versus The Kingdom for the six-man titles. I believe this is the Hung Bucks. Uh, so you have SoCal Uncensored, the Hung Bucks, and The Kingdom, six-man championships. I mean, these guys have been fighting forever. Me and Scorpio Sky talked about it. You can go back in the archives, find the Scorpio Sky interview. Who do you think walks away from the UK with the ROH six-man championships? I'm going to say the champs retain here, but it, this match is going to be something for everyone. Yeah, this is this is going to be kind of I mean, off the you're, wall. You're going to see technical. This could be. You're going to see technical. You're going to see hardcore. You're going to see comedy. They're going to have their spots. You get these nine guys together, you might need nine eyes just to follow what everyone's doing. Yeah, this this, this is going to be ridiculous. It's going to be a complete car wreck. Complete car wreck. I look forward to it very very much. Uh, then you have the Briscoes versus Los Ingobernables de Japón. That's one hundred dollars, Mister Rhodes. The team of Evil and Sonata, of course, the IWGP Tag Team Champions versus the Young I'm, Bucks. I'm gonna get, I'm, versus I'm gonna the get hundred dollars off them too. Ready? Oh yeah. Oh, give uh, it to in me. In, trans, in translation, uh, one hundred dollars, Mister Rhodes. Lij. Oh, oh, oh. You know, I, I have the first two down. That middle one gets me, man. Give it give it to me real quick. Let me try it. Lo, it. Los Ingobernables de Japón. Los Ingobernables de Japón. Tremendous. Freaking tremendous. Um, Who do you like in this Los match? Los de Japón. Oh, it was better the first time. <laughs> no, that was my answer to the follow-up question. Oh, oh, oh. I'm going <laughs> Fantastic, fantastic. I'm going with the Briscoes in this one. I, th- I, I can't see them beating the ROH tag champs in this match. Um, then we, of course, we have the ROH tag titles on the line. This one's coming to us. Um, Actually, by the time that you hear this show, it's actually probably happening as you and I are speaking right now. The Briscoes ticking on Cody and Hangman Page for the ROH Tag Team Championships. I I, I think our Bullet Club boys are going to get the ever-loving shit kicked out of them. Andrew froze again. In a very, very funny position. Worship us! Hey, what's up? This is the best, Scorpio Sky, and you are listening to The Locker Room with Jargo and RBV. Don't miss out. George. Jargo. RBV, man. Oh, hey, hey, Huckleberry. Uh, man, I'm sitting, sitting around looking at the room, bro. Uh, I'm not a good spot right now. Oh, no, they got you Check again? Out 
dude, I don't know why this keeps coming back, dude. I ain't doing anything wrong, man. Good citizen thing. Dude, when you're in a system, you're in a system, dude. There's a guy trading a freaking, I don't know if it's bologna or chickpeas for a pudding cup. I don't, I don't know what that is. You don't have a spoon. I, I don't know what's going on right now. Um, I might have to, well, I'm getting called over. The public defender's calling me over right now. I'll have to get you up to, I don't know, like 30 hours. Okay, we'll, 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 we'll finish the show over the weekend then. How does that sound? Seven and two, cuffed and stuffed. Why don't you tell? Why don't you tell people where the great state of Ohio can find you? Well, you can find me at uh, Cell Block D, uh, Cell Seventeen, or you can hit me on all social media at the Real RBV. And of course, over on Facebook, jump into the great conversation with the Omni Media Discussion Group. Tremendous, Huckleberry and I will be back this weekend. For now. We're off like a prom dress, and Rick's going to bend over. Hold on, hold on, one more, one more. I know we're not like one of those uh, Patreon systems, but they want to send something to my my comment, or what the hell you call it, I don't know, put it on my my tab, my commentary down here. I'll give you some Fritos. Rick and I are off like a prom dress. Let's hope he doesn't grab the soap. See ya!
bottles a lot, but you don't get paid. At least not enough, so you better make a change. And I'm getting busted with your face on the front page. Now the money on the better in your safe, but it's more than even better in the first place. Why? Bombed out and be more thrown down in Youngstown. If you ain't been listening, then they give you the run down. The prison's up for profit, it's society's mistake. How macabre we've been living in a Somehow thought he could hang He got covered in tattoos and goes and joins a biker gang And refusing to conform has become part of the norm Better come original and then you might weather the storm But the talk comes cheap when it got some beef And I bet that silver spoon and keeps the rules of the street Hope you got your peace when the shit gets deep Think you're smart, right? Does <laughs> anybody know what the situation is? Streets.